Welcome to the Kingdom Community Podcast. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God on earth. Now, enjoy today's show. So I'm going to speak today in a few minutes. I'm going to try to go into my notes and uh, try to be a little bit of a teacher because I believe what we are gathered here is all about building the kingdom of God. And therefore, uh, Pastor Glenn has put it into a name, uh, building a kingdom community, bringing together the fivefold ministry and every child of God who understand that every one of us is called for a purpose. And uh, guess what? Uh, we are all called to do something. Uh, you may not be an apostle, an evangelist, and prophet, a pastor, a teacher, but somehow, somewhere, God has called you to do something in his kingdom. They, there's nobody who has been called to be a chair warmer or a bench warmer, as we call them, back home. Everybody is responsible. You've got to be doing something in the house of God, in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And so I'm going to speak on a subject that I've entitled The Excellency of Brotherly Unity. The Excellency of Brotherly Unity. So, so that we get to know uh, what the Lord Jesus has taught us. Before Jesus left to go back home, he, he left special instructions that I believe every child of God is supposed to listen to and follow those instructions for us to see a great move of God in these last days. Everyone is praying for a revival. And revival does not start out there with a gathering of a thousand of people. Revival starts with you. Can I repeat that one more time? Revival starts with you. Wherever you are. And then when those people come together. Yes, that one with a revival in his heart. That one with a revival. When they come together, boom! We get an explosion of a great and mighty move of God in these last days. So I want to challenge and provoke somebody. So to know that God needs you and God wants you for a special time as this. For the Kairos time we were told about this morning. This is an opportune window that God has opened. And I'm not going to lag behind. I just want to dive in and say, here I am Lord, use me in whatever way you want to use me. So the main purpose we are here today is according to what the Lord has, uh, Lord Jesus has instructed his disciples. And I believe we are also part, we are his disciples now. Because it was a pass it on ministry from the 12th that he started with them. It was passed on, passed on until our generation. And so God in heaven is looking at this generation to see that if we are going to pass it on to the next generation as well. And so Jesus left an instruction to his disciples. And the instruction was that they may be one. Not two, not three, not divided. But that they may be one. He knew that we are 
differently, uniquely called to different ministries. But all the ministries are supposed to come together to build what is called the kingdom of God or rather the body of Christ. And so Jesus speaks these words and he says that they may be one. So in John chapter 17, verse 21, he says that that they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. He is not leaving us out. He is telling us he is in the Father. The Father is in him. And now he has brought his disciples to himself. And not just they are with him only, but they also may be in him and he also be in them. That, that process is where now we get that Zoe, that Zoe power, that Zoe anointing. Where now we are able to do like Jesus did in this hour and in this time. It is very possible we, for God to use you who is watching me. It is very possible for God to use anybody who is listening to me for as long as we submit, for as long as we surrender, for as long as we say, here I am, use me, Lord, in your own way. And, but he's going to do it in this sense. He says here that they may be one. They, 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 they may be one in us. That the world, I love it, because the Bible is not just talking about your tiny wee little town. No, 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 no. He's looking at you right here in La Belle. He's looking at you from wherever you have come from. And when God sees you, he sees you for the world, not just for that small community where you are. Can I get an amen on that one? No. So we need to, to see beyond. We, we need to see beyond where we are. We need to think broad. We need to think behind, beyond where we are. We need to know that God is wanting to use us regardless of where you are. God has a purpose with you. You may be surprised that one day he needs you in Honduras and already plans are underway with the kingdom community. He, you know, maybe next time I was talking to my brother here, Brother Earth was telling me, I, I really wanted to be in, um, in Canada. I've never been to Canada. But guess what? Today we have Canada representing the kingdom community here. So did, did we not know? Yes, we did not know. But for such a time as this, God is bringing it out in the open that you sit at where you are. God may take you where you have never been because you are looking at your pocket and saying, I don't have the finances to take myself there. Because you are looking at your background where you grew up. I don't think I have the capacity and the ability to go that side. But did you know, maybe my coming here, God wants you to come down to Africa one day. Maybe my, he's coming here, God wants you to be in Honduras one day. This is the, the, the timing. It is a God set up time. God is setting up somebody here who, who was so in his comfort, in her comfort zone. You know, I'm okay for as long as I can go to Christ Central, worship God, and then go back home. Hey, come on. It's no longer just going to Christ Central. God wants you somewhere where you have never been before. 
But the issue is going to come when we understand the spirit of being one. How do we get into the world? We can only get into the world because and part of the world is Africa. Part of the world is Canada. Part of the world is America. Part of the world is India. Part of the world is Indonesia. Part of the world is Honduras. So how can you then be part of that if you are not networked and connected with the people from those countries? If you are not one with them so that you can be able to go where they are. So we are being taught here that the world... The world needs to believe that God has sent Jesus. But he's going to use us. He's going to use you and me. And the glory, verse 22 says in chapter 17 of the book of John, and the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. Have you ever read the scripture, that part, that, that portion? That says the glory that Jesus had, he says, I have given my disciples. What did Jesus do in the glory that he had? Jesus would lay hands on the sick, they would recover. Jesus would cast out devils. Jesus would, would get the crippled to walk. Jesus would raise the dead. Jesus would mend broken hearts. Jesus would forgive sinners. That glory, Jesus says here in this scripture, where he's saying that they all may be one. That was his final prayer. That they all may be one. But one getting towards where he says, the glory that you gave me, I also give it to them. So we have the glory that is awaiting us so that we can carry it around wherever the Lord will ask us to go. And he says here, that glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they may be one. Even as we are one, the glory is not for individual. It is for oneness. It is for the whole body of Christ. It is for a kingdom community of those that believe in Jesus Christ. And when that glory comes down, we're going to see exploits. We're going to experience the great move and power and manifestations of God in these nations that we come from. The Bible says in verse 23, I in them and thou in me. When I was reading this, I understood something. I'm not alone. In this journey, I'm not alone. In this job, I'm not alone. In this ministry, I'm not alone. I'm not doing my own thing. He is in me. He says it clear. I in them and thou in me. So it simply means God is with us in this thing. That they may be made perfect in one. So for the long, as long as the church, as long as believers are not going to understand the concept of coming together as one, they will never be perfect. I never said that. It's right here in the book. It says, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. The completeness of the glory of God is going to be found when the church becomes one. When apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, when the gifts of the Spirit come to 
together where nobody is saying, I am the main actor. I am the main man. I am the one who is the man of the moment. When everybody realizes we cannot do without each other. That moment. This is where he says, you will see me making you perfect. And that, listen to this, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved me and thou hast loved me and you have also loved them. The world is yearning, that's what scripture says, in groaning anticipation for the manifestation of the children of God. Where they will come forth and show and demonstrate the power of God, the power of salvation, the power of healing, the power of deliverance, that manifestation, the world out there, even as we speak right now, they don't know what will become of what is happening right now. And they are waiting, the Bible says here, that the world may know and see the manifestations of the children of God. The church should be the people with the answer of the world today. But they haven't been able to do that because of disunity. But then Jesus comes down and says that they may be one. That they may be one. His word in the book of James, he teaches us to be hearers and doers of the word. And what are we supposed to be doing here? as hearers and doers, he says that they may be one. So we should hear what Jesus has said and we should do what Jesus has said. And that means coming together. Now, I'm super excited. I was thinking about it. Hey, come on now. We, us in the kingdom community, for, for, for in this COVID-19, we were just meeting on Zoom meetings um, and, 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 and of late, we, we have, what's the thing that we were doing? Uh, clubhouse? <laughs> clubhouse and, and we're just meeting on clubhouse and just these two days finally we had to meet physically face to face and we made the decision I am coming James says I am coming Joe says I'm coming brothers says I'm coming and the whole lot of us came together and I was saying oh lord this is the message that you just gave me when I was back home to preach at the conference, that we may be one, not scattered, to build the kingdom of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. So, my theme scripture is about to teach us about his command to us. What has he commanded us? Because we are supposed to be hearers and doers of the word. And his word has said, Father, I pray that they may be one so that the world may know that indeed you have sent me. So how is the world going to know that Jesus indeed came? Is when the church comes together. Is when the body of Christ comes together. Then the world will know that yes, they are united and we can be part and parcel of them. Hallelujah. And, and so he says here now, the result of this command is when the world looks and sees us being one and loving one another. On this note, he says, I would like to tell you about the children of God 
men and women that stood with me in, 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 in my time of need. I remember in 2019, I came here and he was in, uh, uh, Pastor Glenn was in Dallas, Texas, and I preached in his church. And as soon as I got back home, we got robbed. You know, robbers came into our house and they, they bound me and my wife, they beat us and left me for dead in a pool of blood. And, and they, they bound my, 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 my son and my daughter and put them in another room. And we, 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 we they, they stole everything that we had. They stole the money that we had. They stole the tablets, the, the laptops that we had. And they left me for dead. And because I was coming from America. And everybody thinks that if you're coming from America and you, you are an African, you, you go to America and you come back with a bag full of dollars. And so they sent robbers. And they came and did that to me. Alright? So, I, I'm here to tell you that I am in a constitution, a constitution where, where, where we have men and women servants of God that when they heard that I had been robbed, pastors, evangelists, prophets, apostles, they all came together to my aid to support me. Some brought food to my house. Some paid medical bills. Some only. Just imagine if the church would come together for the kingdom of God. There was women that stood with me and my family. There's men that stood with me and my family when we were attacked, when we were beaten, when we were robbed, when we were left for dead. But it was the church that stood with me. It was the church that supported me, that nursed me and my wife to have the health that I have today to be able to stand up and preach today. It was the church. It showed I had real true brothers and sisters in the Lord who were part of my heavenly family and they had my back. The church needs to come together. The church needs to unite. The church needs to understand the instruction of Jesus before he left. And the instruction was that they may be one, not on a conference. And most churches, they become one on a conference. They become one on a Sunday service. They become one on a Bible study time. But when it comes to day-to-day -day life, the church community is so divided among itself. And I come against that in the name of Jesus. Because his instruction was not for us to be divided, but for us to be one. To have each other's back. To support each other. To stand with each other. And that is what shows what the church is. So, this is sealed by the words of the King David when he said in Psalms 133. Now, he says, when he wrote these beautiful lyrics of the song of Ascent, he called, I, 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 this is the title, that's why I gave the, the title of my message, The Excellency of Brotherly Unity. There is excellency in it when we come together. In verse 1, he says, Psalm 133, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together, not to be divided against each other, but to dwell together in unity. 
And that was the t-shirt uh, Pastor Glenn, Pastor Glenn was putting on the other day just to show us why he's having the kingdom community. It was all about unity. And where is this unity coming from? From the instruction that the Lord Jesus left for his disciples. Do I have some disciples here? If you are a disciple, you should understand the concept of unity, of being one. And so Jesus says here, um, uh, that the psalmist says here, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Now listen to this verse too. It is like, when we come together, this is what it is like in too. It is like the precious oil. When we come together, it becomes like precious oil upon the head, coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, coming down upon the edge of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, coming down upon the mountains of Zion. For there, in that unity, in that oneness, for there, the Lord commanded the blessing like forever. Not this kind of blessing that we tell each other every day. As I bless you, he texts you, you text back, God bless you. You meet, you hug him, God bless you. Uh -uh. That's not the real blessing we're talking about here. We're talking the blessing that comes, true blessings only comes when you are united with the person you are pronouncing a blessing to. And this is what he's saying here. When we come together, God pronounces a blessing over us. And that blessing is forever. It's not a temporary, short-term blessing. But it is a blessing forever. So the kingdom of God is not for lone rangers. No, 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 no. Everyone in the body of Christ must be involved. We must contribute. We must be members of the same body. Coming together. Each member doing its part. The good book says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9. Two are better than one. Because they have a good return for their labor. Now, when uh, Pastor James came up here to do his MC and then introduced me, I was like, whoa, Pastor Glenn no longer has problems. He doesn't need to come up here, you know, and start introducing what is going on and doing everything. He already is not alone. He has brothers. He has sisters. And there is a unity right there. And these people can do what he was supposed to do. And it just showed me here what it means that because when two are better than one, when they, they, they get a good return for their labor. Because now Pastor Glenn is going to come up and preach. He cannot introduce himself to the pulpit. So he needs somebody. And that somebody has to be a brother. How good and, it, and precious it is for all the brothers to come together in unity to support what is needed. And so he says here, Ecclesiastes in verse 10, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But with the church, when one falls down, the other comes on top of the other. And says, stay down, because I'm going to go on top of you. This must stop in Jesus' name. We, we, the church must understand 
that we are one and we should be able when the other falls down we should not ridicule him we we should not point a finger but we should be in a position to restore the brother and bring him back to christ and this is what we are being taught but pity the bible says but pity anyone who falls and there's no one to help them up it's so you, know, you fall and you imagine the robbers came they beat me up and everything if those brothers in the lord did not come up to help me out where would i be I don't think I'll be able to come here today to be preaching to you. So, verse 11 says, Also, if two lie together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And this is the problem. Where we have churches that are struggling, where we have servants of God that are struggling, because they are lone rangers. They want to do it all by themselves. When there is a brother James there, a brother Arthur there, a brother Joe there, a brother Glenn there, a sister Susan there, a sister Claudette there, who can come into your aid, they can support you. And verse 12 says, though one may be overpowered, come on, listen to this, I love this song, two can defend themselves. And it says, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Why is the church so broken? Why is it even governments are stopping churches from meeting in their sanctuaries? Why? It's because the church is not tied up together. They are not one. They are so divided. But we need the church to come together. And let me close with Proverbs chapter 18 verse 24. It says, a man who is friends must himself be friendly. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He is there for you. We need to be there for each other. So, Ephesians says, we were far, but we were brought near. And now we are no more strangers or foreigners. But guess what, what we are? We are fellow citizens, whether we like it. Whether you come from Venice and you are here in La Belle and we have come from wherever we come from, for as long as we believe in Jesus, you are my brother and you are my sister, whether you like it or not. Because there is no two heavens. There is only one heaven. There is no two gods. There is only one God. There is no two Jesuses. There is only one Jesus. And we all are going to the one Father in heaven. I don't know if you disagree now how we are going to meet me in heaven. So we better come back to be obedient to scripture and to the prayer that the Lord Jesus said here. He says that they may be one. We are no longer strangers to each other. We are no longer foreigners, but we are fellow citizens and members. Come on, listen to this. And members of where? Of a political party? No. Of your church? No. But we are members of the household of God. Eventually, we don't have churches. There's only one church of Jesus Christ. And we, Jesus is going to come and take his church, not your church. He's going to come and take his body, claim his bride, not your bride. And so, you got a problem if you don't understand this ministry of unity. This assignment, this command of oneness. That they may be one. The excellency, the excellency of unity. What makes us to be enemies? I have a question mark. 
Why do we compete? I have a question mark. Why do we undermine one another? I have a question mark. Are we not supposed to be one? Because that's what your Bible you have on your left is saying. And it's saying the same thing in my Bible. That we may be one. Are we not our brother's keeper? Our Lord Jesus made this prayer for us. That they may be one. Can we not stand up for each other? Can we not support each other? Can we not protect each other? Can we not pray for each other? Can we not preach for each other? Are we one? And can we not be one? Is the question. And this is the whole idea of the kingdom community. That they may be one. That we can be for each other. To build the body of God. To build the kingdom of God. We are not foreigners. You know, there's no need of my coming out and you're wondering who is this guy. He, he doesn't look like me. No, 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 no. I should be able to walk up and greet you. You should be able to walk up and greet me. We should be able to welcome each other. We should be able to pray for each other. We should be able to love for each other. We should be able to assist and help each other build this kingdom of God. It takes you and me to bring this unity. It takes you and me to build the body of Jesus Christ. To build the kingdom community. You are a citizen. For as long as you have believed in Jesus Christ, your ID says citizen of the kingdom of God. And you have no option unless you have got another kingdom that we don't know about. But if it is the kingdom of God and I'm part of that kingdom, we have to come together. We have to stand for each other. We have to support each other. We have to build each other. We, 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 we have to be there for each other. I'm, I'm just here today to appreciate what Apostle Glenn has done in building the kingdom community. To appreciate the understanding that it is no longer about our churches. It is about his church. It is no longer about building our own small kingdoms, but building the kingdom of God. And when we come together, God will pronounce a blessing over the church. And all these signs and wonders we are praying for, they come just like that. When we are together. Because there God will pronounce a blessing of power and authority and dominion so that we can manifest his glory and manifest his presence to the world. And guess what? The world will come to our Jesus. Because we have managed to do what he has commanded us to do is to come together. I want to thank you, Pastor, because you opened up Christ Central. That's building the body of Christ. And just imagine if all the pastors around this community would understand this and come together. What would the devil say out there? Even those people that govern us, they will see that we are united. And when we are united, they will accept whatever we say. And right now, whatever you say, they will ask you, who are you? Because you are all by yourself. But when we come together, they can't question that. Because they, the Lord would have commanded his blessing. Power, authority, dominion will be established in us. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Community Podcast. To learn more about us, including how to connect with our Kingdom Community, 
please visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. If you're enjoying this show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so other listeners like you can be encouraged. We really appreciate that effort, and we hope you will join us again in the next episode of the Kingdom Community Podcast.